0: Hello and welcome to 5 fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy.
1: Glad that you guys are with us today. Today's podcast, we're going to be calling, knock, knock, who's there? Pastor. Right. So we're going to move into the office and going to be talking about those things uh, here in this podcast. It's going to be exciting. And we're going to talk about the leadership of that. The mantle, the office, the pastor. We talked about pastoral things, pastoral realms. So in this city, there is a pastor. In the pastor city that we've described in the last two episodes. When you come into that and you begin to discover, or the word we're using, realm. So, of course, there's Ephesians 4, chapter 11. You guys know that one. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. So we're going to continue from that verse and we're going to launch right on down to even Ephesians chapter four back verse eight said that when he ascended on high, that being Jesus, that he led captive a host of captives and he gave gifts, gifts to men. And those gifts were mentioned right there in Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. And the reason was in verse 12 for equipping of the saints. So this pastor we're talking about is the actual one with the responsibility and authority to train and equip the body of Christ.
0: Let's uh, take a good look at the difference between someone who leads a church and a pastor. Well, there are differences, but it could also be the same person. Typically, in our circles, we look at the person who leads the church and we call them with the title of pastor. But that's not necessarily... Accurate. Accurate. Exactly. So the person who leads the church could function and flow with the mantle or the calling of the fivefold ministry of pastor. They could but they don't necessarily have to. And I think that's where a lot of confusion uh, comes into play and frustration with people who lead churches because we have a traditional expectation of what a pastor is and does and that that person is the person who leads a church.
1: Mm-hmm. So some of them may be a pastor in anointing. Um, with that calling and mantle on their life, they, they are pastor Uh, their gifts, that's are strong, what they move in is very dominant and, uh, but others could be who lead the church. Like you said, could be a apostolic or teacher or maybe prophetic in nature and, but they have the place or position of pastor. So we are going to address this for simplicity's sake. We're going to address the, um, not necessarily the one who leads the church, but actually we're going to talk more about the calling or the mantle of pastor. The governmental authority of pastor, regardless whether or not they are in the position of senior leadership to lead and direct and be the 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 visionary and everything for the church. Yes, deal? good deal.
0: That sounds like a deal. So let's look at pastor. The Bible gives us a beautiful picture uh, to help us understand the role and function of pastor, and the Bible uses the term the the shepherd. We know that Jesus role models this as he said, I am the good shepherd.
1: John 10, 11.
0: And it's... the good shepherd lays down his life for the the sheep. In fact, the good shepherd has such a heart for the sheep that he would do anything to keep them safe, to protect them. We see that example with David when he was uh the shepherd for his father's sheep. And there was a time where he had to kill a lion and he had to kill a bear to protect the sheep that were under his care. So there's gotta be a heart, a passion there um to to be in that place where you have that call and and especially knowing that this is who God has called me to be that's certainly helpful when you come into that place so you can have that kind of heart
1: now we had a conversation not too long ago amy about a person who um has not entered ministry but every time you meet them they feel they they should be in ministry. They have had training, but it was so long ago for that. And and they felt that they're going to be a pastor. And yet they're really, in, in reality, totally out of step with that, not even relevant for that. Because the reasoning behind it that you said was there was only like three options for us in ministry. And a lot of people that even go to Bible school, they come out if they don't step into one of these three things right away, feel like, well, what was that for? And what was one of those... Those three things. Either you become a missionary and you go overseas.
0: You become an evangelist and you travel and preach or you become a pastor. And yeah, those those were like the only options that people had if they felt a, uh, and I'm going to use these words loosely, a full-time ministry call. Mm-hmm. Because there was not an understanding of what full-time ministry looked like, or or even what ministry was. Because we can operate and function in our gifts and our call wherever we're at. Because especially with you look at these fivefold pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet, evangelist. It's not what they do; it's who they are. It's who they are. And so wherever you're at, if you happen to have a position leading a church. Or if you happen to be in the medical field or the educational field or wherever you happen to be, it doesn't change who you are. If you're, if you are a pastor, the gift that God has given to the church.
1: Right. So let's open this up and get some descripts and some identifying of what makes a godly great pastor. And that way we can know from the horrible wolf ones. And so... When we studied scripture and she got the word shepherd, because in the Greek, poimen actually means to tend the flock, it's a shepherd. And the Old Testament, they didn't use the word pastor when they wrote it into English. Uh, it became, it was shepherd. And so that's the concept that we're going with. And so we see the importance of shepherd or pastors because it's evident that the sheep will scatter without them. Jesus even remarked that, and Jesus was greatly moved by that when he was at Jerusalem and he was weeping.
0: And we read that in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36.
1: Oh, we see it there too, yeah.
0: Oh, did I jump ahead there? No, that's good. He says, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. And you know that's that's really that heart of compassion to see people um, be able to become who God wants them to be to see them grow to see them nurtured and fed and cared for to see them protected. Uh, that's that heart. See the fivefold ministry reflect different facets of Jesus and His ministry. Correct. Because one person can't carry it all. We're not a divine being like Jesus. Jesus was God, but he was also man. And he showed us the heart of the father. Mm -hmm. And so the pastors carry this part of the heart, that compassionate, caring, uh, willing to nurture. Even it's we see that reflected in the name of God, El Shaddai, uh, which literally translates many-breasted one, or the nurturer. He's the one who, who very nurtures. Very pastoral, yeah. And that is very pastoral in nature, the, the part of God's heart that nurtures. We, we tend to think of it, and we know God is neither male or female, but that's really almost like the mother side of God. We talk about Father God a lot, but we don't talk about Mother God a lot. But God is the one who nurtures and feeds. And so the pastors draw from that anointing.
1: That's right, it, and it is anointing. So if a pastor is in a position... And we all call him pastor. And they live through the... Or pa- her. Or her. Could I say him? Yeah, but that's okay. Oh, I didn't mean that. We know, just they, to
0: put it out there, we are not of the uh, idea that a pastor can only be a male.
1: No, male no, we are strongly in female ministry as well. The shepherd, the pastor needs to be have the ability to hear what the Lord is saying. That is got to be one of the number one earmarks. It's very priestly in nature, which is pastoral. That's the old testament uh type and shadow of uh, the priests were like pastors. they' got to be able to hear the Lord, and as a result, they have to be able to protect the flock from the wolf yes, and the lion the They're. bear <laughs> oh and the bear, oh me oh, my. Uh, there
0: there are a lot of wolf wolves in sheep's clothing, and I think to have like Uh, A gift of discernment and to be able to see that is so important for the pastor, because there's all kinds of people that come into a congregation who come into their sphere of influence, and to be able to just understand and know the difference, that's part of being in a position to protect
1: I want you uh, guys to remember when we're talking. We're always talking about the healthy model, unless we are specifically speaking out about a deficiency or or a wicked intention on on someone's part. But mostly, what we are generally what we're talking about is a healthy functioning model. So your experience may be um, if if you go to a church, you might be in a dysfunctional church. That's all, and um, that might be your only. Um uh what's the point word of reference point of reference but we're coming from the scripture as it should be and the importance of a fivefold working together to be able to build the body of Christ into a whole healthy functioning flowing body and it's made up of many members and so that's our premise and that's where we've been coming from with 5.0 fivefold and beyond um yeah. So this this uh, obviously uh, being a pastor, there is a responsibility to be able to lead a congregation or a group of people. Uh, if you you could be a pastor and be a pastor in uh, one of the other functions as a pastor of music, uh, you obviously are are pastoring your your worship team and your those that are involved in media and all those you are you're a pastoring. They are, they are the ones that you're nurturing and feeding into. These are just examples I'm just trying to jump to a common uh, point of reference that people can relate to.
0: Yes. And you can see that a lot of times people who have this mantle, um, a fivefold calling as a pastor, a gift to the church, they often operate in or through a position of authority. So a lot of times, That's even what we're though, yeah, about exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they may yeah. be in the position as the head of the church, but they may, like Matt was talking about, be a pastor of the seniors' pastor or the youth pastor or the the worship pastor, and it is their responsibility to do that. To a lot of times, too, to teach and to train. That becomes a part of it. Yes, I understand. There's teachers. We're going to get to them in their role, um, but pastors need to be apt to teach.
1: Yes, all these traits. Half, they're a common trait in whatever role or function that you are in. If you have the mantle and the, that anointing as pastor, regardless of how it looks like, these are like the garments, the armor that should be on there. These are the strands that hold it all together. Yes. Like you got to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like you're dishonest. I don't care. You say you love God and you, I don't care what your position is. You're dishonest. That's not... A healthy, you know what I mean? That's not a healthy uh, part of a pastor and that's going to catch up and it's going to hurt people. I mean, that's just the way that it is, is. right? Because so. a
0: pastor, just as a shepherd, you're responsible for those in your flock whether your flock consists of the youth Uh, Of the church or whether your flock consists of the entire church or maybe the community, whatever your flock is, you have a responsibility to their well-being. And that's it, it can be a heavy load sometimes, and that's why it's so important that the pastor... Raise up a team, release other people, teach them and and get them operating and functioning in the body like it talks about in Ephesians 4. The purpose and function of the fivefold ministry is to raise up and release the body to do their part because one person can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. You can't.
1: So another trait, another trait for um in the office of a pastor and or the mantle of that is they got to be able to communicate and it's through preaching and teaching. They got to be able to, to instruct uh more than one on one. They got to be able to instruct across the board and to be able to do that. So if you're horrible at that, you need to. That is a skill and that can be upgraded and you can be trained to do that because it's, it is going to make your um, calling much more efficient and being impactful in people's lives then you have um, in the local church leaders that are pastoral in whatever area that we've been talking about and they tend to the flock's needs so again we talked about that as traits in the pastoral It's not that we are the babysitter but the pastors are able to at least get the needs fulfilled or Uh, counsel or do whatever it takes to get that need met and usually it is sometimes the the sheep have to change or grow up in an area or stop making the same weird decision it keeps getting them in trouble and Mm -hmm. so it goes both ways there but they have to be able to identify that and sometimes if you if you're a lead leader i know i said that twice lead leader but you know you're the yeah and, and you have a pastoral team. The pastoral team usually are the ones that have the eyeballs, the ears to the ground to pick up on the needs that are in the local body.
0: Yeah. And you'll hear a lot of uh, different terms used for pastor. Some uh, people will say elder or overseer or um, overseer different terms that could mean the same thing. So even look at, at your church or your groups and and your organizations and, and kind of see what they're talking about here. But it's easy to identify once you have an understanding here, the, the role and function of the pastor and that leader.
1: So what we're talking about here is the importance in a, in a fivefold expression church or ministry organization There has to be a required communication, there has to be direction, and there has to be purpose, and that comes from the office. And if that lead leader is a pastor and pastoral, then okay, fine, then you do that. And what happens is, if you're a pastor, say, of a delegated area, and you're flowing in that, then your plans and your vision should be, um, should be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, should be... um,
0: complementing.
1: Complementing the whole picture it should be probably submitted so that it comes in alignment with a whole full expression of the fivefold. If you're a fivefold expression type church or ministry organization or you're you're open to that thing, it's always bigger than one piece. And so you're gonna look at that. Um, the 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 pastors we've been talking about, these ones that are Ephesians four, eleven, their job is to equip the body to do the work of the ministry. So this pastor. That we're talking about should be training others to pastor or training others to fulfill their destiny and their calling upon their life. They are not to always be caught up in doing the the mechanics of ministry, all the little things, even though they're skilled and even though they did their training, they cut their teeth on that. That's what gave them the experience. But really at this point in this level of maturity, you are reproducing what God put in you and your whole thing is to equip the church. To do the work of the ministry, either in your community, your region and whatever or however that looks in your realm of authority.
0: Definitely, because when you think about it, one person can really only nurture effectively and raise up effectively so many people,
1: right? And Need that's more. why
0: you see a lot of churches where if, if the, the pastor, and I say this as the person who's the head of the church, um, but also functioning in the pastor mantle and role uh, of the nurturing and care for the church. If they're the only person operating, if they are the one man show, they're going to burn themselves out. Either that or the church is going to d- dwindle Correct. because they can't grow it because you can only give that kind of attention and care uh, to so many people as one person. And the church will will not grow. So that's why it's so important to reproduce yourself in in the body.
1: So let's look at um, some traits and some elements, some things that we can identify of someone that is in the pastor's office. And we're not talking about the one uh, with the, the desk sitting in it. We're talking about the mantle in their life. And obviously Jesus brought this up in Mark 10 about being to be the greatest among you is be a servant. And so servanthood, um, it's not about who gets to fight in line to carry my Bible to the pulpit. Uh, It's more about, it's more about being the servant so that you succeed in life and be victorious.
0: And, you know, another real heart attitude, the servant's heart, but then one of real dependence on God and a desire to just Glorify God and draw from Him. Used
1: by the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have, we have so much strength and energy. And, but when God gets a hold of that and when God pours through us, it doesn't drain us as much. We have that, that renewed strength like the eagles. And we want to find that place as a pastor, as a leader, because you're dealing with a lot of um, heavy needs. Helping people through crises and, and with their cares and developing people is uh, that can drain you if you don't seek the help of the Holy Spirit. Don't try to do this in your own power.
1: So, if you're feeling uh wore out, Pastor Isaiah 42 3 is an encouraging word that a bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. So if you feel like you're burning low, maybe it's your system you have in place. Maybe it's the things of you're trying to carry too much and you're not delegating enough or, or whatever that may be. And anyone listening in that position can go to our website. I-H-I-M-T-V, that's ihimtv.com, and you can just look up some stuff about what we provide and how, because our heart is for pastors, for sure. Just a couple more things, because of time's sake, Amy, we can go on and on about holiness oh, and yeah. all kinds of things, but probably another an, another thing some, to think about is often overlooked is optimism.
0: mm It's true, because it's easy to, again, just focus on, man, these people you gave me, God, I I think of Moses, (laughs) he's like, these people you gave me, God, are so horrible. And sometimes it feels that way. Um, But to be able to not look at the negatives to not get bogged down with that but to just know that hey we we can do this we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us we we're going to fight the enemy we're going to put on the the armor and I'm going to go to battle for these people yeah and and having that kind of hope and optimism doing is battle powerful. with
1: forces of darkness can be can be draining and so Uh, In that as you rely on the Holy Spirit, he needs to bring optimism, you know, or the hope to that. And the last one, which I find is very important, and we could go on and on and on and on about that, uh, is anointing. You know, I mean, I like talking about the anointing, but we won't do that. But you got to be anointed.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's the grace, empowerment of God to accomplish the tasks that he's put before you.
1: There's nothing worse than someone being in their position and they're not anointed. Uh, They're just in the wrong place. Or something's going on and they just, but it's all about the position and they just lost themselves. So we know the anointing is very, very, very important. Jesus himself said that he was anointed so that he could set the captives free and, you know, preach the gospel and all that kind of stuff. And and, and he was saying it in a way that, Hey, so are my people. So are my servants of the Lord. They are to be anointed.
0: Mm.
1: So why don't you uh, just pray for our, anyone listening to our pastors, or if you're not a pastor and, um, you recognize the pastor that's in your life. Just pray be a blessing them. and yeah. pray for them, and lift up their hand. Be an armor bearer. Position yourself. Ask you, ask you, come humbly to them and say say I I just want to be there for you. How can you use me?
0: Mm, I like that. Mm. Lord, we thank you for those who have given their lives to the call of pastor, for those who have your heart of compassion and mercy for people. God, for those who have have come to the point with their servant's heart that they're even willing to lay down their lives for those they lead, um, who are willing to just pour themselves out into those in their flock. We thank you for them. God, I pray a special renewed energy. Um, and strengthening to them that they would not be weary in well-doing, but God, that they would see, begin to see the harvest of their labor. And God, give them wisdom to know when changes need to be made in their system. God, give them wisdom to know when they need to upgrade, when they need to reach out for help and let them not be too proud to do it. God, just bless your servants and we thank you for them. In Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for listening to 5.0, fivefold and Beyond here on your favorite podcast uh, media platform. We ask if you have not to subscribe and also feel free to share this broadcast on any social platform. Be blessed.